We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome in everybody to the pack a day podcast thank you so much for joining us on this wednesday uh, as you can probably tell i am not um any of the the three normal wednesday crew <laughs> dusty steve or sarah uh, no, I am Dan Connick filling in on this Wednesday with uh, my usual fill-in partner now. we It's basically what I feel like the only time I'm filling in is with this guy. It's Monty <laughs> Moore. Monty, how you doing, buddy? I am good. Um, honored to fill in for, for three great hosts. So <laughs> for you guys listening, we hope that we can do them some justice because they're, they're a great team. So thanks for being with us tonight. Yeah, I think altogether combined, they make a a, a really good host. It's it's like a, a Megazord kind of yes, like <laughs> they're both you know, yeah. <laughs> but but together, an amalgamation, they form uh, three. They form a one great host. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We are still obviously talking and breaking down that Monday night game against the giants. Um, first thoughts just on that money. Like, or how, how are you recovering from that? Um, it was in my, in my opinion. I mean, I think that was the worst loss of the season um, for our, like, yes. Were they playing, were they playing way worse in October? You know, when they lost to the Raiders <clears throat> on Monday night and, love through three picks and yes, they, they were playing terrible, but that's why I think this is a worse loss because they had shown that they were capable of being very good or beating very good teams and to lose to a team with its third string quarterback coming off of those, those three wins that you just had, in my opinion, that's a worse loss because that's a big regression from where you were at. And earlier in October, when we were losing those games to the Broncos and to the Raiders, they were not playing very well. So it was not as surprising to see them perform so poorly. Yeah. I think that's, you know, you can maybe make the argument of we're, we're a little too close to it just to still, (laughs) the emotion is still too raw, but (laughs) I don't think it is an understatement to say that this is the worst loss of the season for that reason of it comes on the heels of a three game winning streak against three. Well, two really, two really good teams. The chargers have kind of fallen off a cliff. Yeah. Over. That seems, that seems like a, a less impressive win uh, than it did originally, but you're coming off two really big wins. I mean, yeah. probably your, you could argue those are the two biggest wins in the last season and a half like this year yeah i mean you you, you beat the division you make that argument that those are the biggest wins yeah you beat the division winner and then you beat the defending champs who have the best quarterback in the league so i mean those yeah i mean what what more could you ask for out of a team that's right so young and rebuilding right and right so to sh- to show that you're capable of that and then you know i said last week on the show that i do 
uh, for Packaday with Nathan and Shanna that, <clears throat> I mean, it was really going to be a test to see where Matt LaFleur kind of has like the focus of this team, because again, you had two us against the world games where nobody gave you a realistic shot to win. And now you're a road favorite um, and showing that you can be better teams. So can you keep that? Can the team keep that same level of focus and intensity up? And it, mm-hmm. I mean, they just clearly did not last night. Yeah. I, I was on that show with you. Monty. If you oh, yes, yes, you were. <laughs> that's right. You were filling in. That's right. <laughs> and, we, and, we, and that's, but you're exactly right. Like we, we all echoed that sentiment of like, you proved what you could go do when nobody believed in you Yeah. in the, the lions and chiefs game. Now you have the burden of expectation coming into a game where we know what you can do. Even even in a limited capacity with limited weapons on offense or defense or whatever, we know what you you are capable of doing. And this is a far, 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 far inferior opponent in in what what the Giants were compared to anything you've played in the last five, six weeks, basically since the Broncos game. This is the worst yeah. team you've played since the Broncos. And yeah, I think we both said like it was a litmus test of of where does this team stand? And I think, you know, basically coming out of this game, this is, this is what the Packers are. You don't know what you're going to get. They can be really bad. They can be really good. There's really not a happy medium yet. They haven't figured out that baseline yet. And I think that's just kind of what to expect the rest of the year. And yeah, like next year, like this should be the, the baseline should be created after all of this, but the rest of this year, it's going to be a crapshoot basically. Yeah. I mean, there was a long stretch there where this team proved that they, that they could lose to anyone, but they hadn't proved that they could beat anyone. And now they've done that, but they have now gone back to, they can also lose to anybody. So it is definitely going to be a roller coaster the rest of the year. I mean, we expected it to be a roller coaster. Um, It's just, the unfortunate part of it is, I mean, all three phases were really bad last night for a stretch. Um, I mean, total yeah. team effort, total team loss. Um, but it's just the the thing that was the most disappointing, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, is just you have those games sometimes where you steal one that you have no business winning, and that would have been last night. Even though they had no business being in the position to have no business winning, they should have played much better. Your quarterback goes, you know, really, really bad the first, I would argue, what, two and a half quarters, probably, I would say. And, I mean, one of the things that I like about him the most is it doesn't matter how bad he plays. He's always going to go out there and keep punching and keep fighting. And he did that, right? He played bad. He was awful in the first quarter, first, you know, first half. Came out, I mean, let a game, what should have been a game-winning drive with less than two minutes to go. And you end up, you know, again, we all, we all kind of saw it coming. Like we, we knew they only needed a field goal. Um, I personally, I didn't have a ton of confidence that they were going to get a stop on even a third string Tommy DeVito last night because yeah, I mean the, again, like total team loss, but we all have the, the least amount of patience for the defense so we're going to view it through that prism, and I certainly will. Um, if you ask me, like, where the game was lost is just purely the Giants were averaging giving up five sacks a game. Actually, a little, a little over that. It's like 5.7-something mm-hmm. per game. Not only did the Packers not get a sack last night, they only got two QB hits. And that is just like an abject failure from that one unit and they just they had they didn't affect him at all whatsoever all night long yeah i i think that that's spot on if you want to pick one one of these laundry list of stats that kind of shows of things that went wrong i think that has to be at the top if not number one with a bullet of if you can't give, if you can't get pressure on Tommy DeVito with that offensive line, <laughs> it's it doesn't matter what's going to happen. Like, buddy, 
Um, and, and Matt, Matt LaFleur even said on that whole thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, just if I have to see Tommy DeVito's parents <laughs> slash agent, agents um, in their, in their track suit and zoot suits in the stands, um, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I might, I don't think I can be held responsible for what happens. After I want to say, I, I want to say, I want to say it's more annoying than like the Taylor Swift stuff, but that's because we were losing last night, right? If the, I feel like we would have been really annoyed if we were losing to the chiefs and they kept showing Taylor Swift, but yeah, the fact that we're getting beat by Tommy DeVito and they keep showing his cast of characters that was driving me crazy too. At least Taylor Swift was dressed up like she was at a game and not at uh, a rehearsal for guys and dolls. Like that. He he really looked. uh, The fact that everyone on the internet was like, this is so perfect. Isn't it so great? It hurt her. No, it was not great. (laughs) No, it was terrible. Oh, um, Anyway, we uh, we're following the Wednesday tradition of farming out questions to the Twitterverse to uh, to see what everybody has to say. Um, before we get to that, just real quick, the the stuff transactions from today. Uh, Kai Blue Kelly, cornerback, released from the fifty three man roster. We've seen him as a healthy scratch in a lot of games so far this season. Um, and then two practice squad transactions: Thyric Pitts wide receiver he's a rookie signed to the practice squad and linebacker austin ajake released in the a corresponding move we kind of talked about it really nothing impressive here monty but as you kind of mentioned um before we were recording uh that wide receiver signing to a practice squad might show some signs of how we feel about the dontavian wicks injury after yeah after monday night yeah, if you want to kind of read like tea leaves and foreshadowing, I mean, he he literally said to a reporter, I don't know which one it was to, but that my ankle's effed up. So, I mean, certainly don't expect to have him for this Sunday's game against Tampa. Um, but yeah, I mean, who, hopefully it's not a high ankle sprain. I know Trevor Lawrence just had one and somehow played. Mm-hmm in a game on Sunday, but he's not a wide receiver. So I right. really hope it's not a high ankle sprain. Um, Cause it would really suck if that pretty much ends his season. I mean, there's only four weeks left. So uh, he's <clears throat> been one of the young, I mean, been probably one of the brightest young spots on this team at, at wide receiver. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guy, the guy they did sign, obviously a higher ass guy, you know, freak athlete. So but then on the other side of that, if you want to read the tea leaves positively, you know, they released a cornerback and they released a linebacker. So hopefully that spells good news for both Eric Stokes and Quay Walker, because I mean, I don't know if we're I get Jair this week. I mean, that's a, that's a, obviously a toss up at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Any one of the corners you can get back at this point is going to, is going to help a lot because Valentine and Valentine have more than held their own and played better than anyone gives them any right to. But I mean, they're, it's clear that they're, they're missing and they're hurting without their actual two best corners. Yeah. Big time. Um, All right. Well, let's jump into the questions here because I think we had some very pointed uh, (laughs) (laughs) sharp questions from, from people here. And I think um, altogether, will help us dive a little bit further into uh, into this game. Let's start, I think, maybe with the most obvious one. Uh, Ummer, at Ummer3455 on Twitter. Uh, we know, if you know him, <laughs> you know his feelings on <laughs> you, us. You know, what, you know what questions this is going to be already. <laughs> yeah. Um, are we bleeping done with Barry and Savage? And um, in that same vein... Uh, Jay Hack at Hackman underscore 10 in regards to Joe Barry and the way that he is. Why? Um, <laughs> so Monty, uh, is, is this the end of Joe Barry? Like, is this game the end? I mean, I, I hope so. Right. I mean, I don't think either of us expects it to happen during the season. Right. I mean, that's not, very realistically not going right. to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But I mean, Malifleur, the he's been like 
very ornery at the podium a few times this year, and it's been at the defense at least two of those times. And right. yes, yesterday he literally, you know, I don't have the quote up in front of me, but to, he said something to the effect of, that's bad football. We can't play that far off. We made it too easy. I mean, he didn't, he didn't hold back when he was asked about it last night. And I, I tweeted out something earlier today. It, the most damning thing is that they're losing these games in blueprint fashion to like bad quarterbacks. You've got yes. Kenny Pickett who can't throw the ball and not a good quarterback you let the Steelers run for 200 yards and he's very efficient and picks you apart coming into this game. Nobody should be scared of a Tommy DeVito picking you apart. The giants average seven points per game at home, literally seven points per game for the entire game. Yes. Like they are struggling to score a touchdown at home every week. And here you go again, you allow them to run for 200 yards. So this is the fourth 200-yard game the Packers have allowed. No other team has allowed more than two. So easily the worst rushing defense in the league. And, yeah, you let a quarterback that can't throw kind of pick you apart and also kill you with his legs. And, I mean, I, I just don't know what else at this point you're expecting to see um, from a Joe Barry. And I don't understand, you know, the the classic quote, I mean, definition of insanity, they're doing the same things over and over again. And yes, it's nice that they're beating teams like the Chiefs and like the Lions. Like, don't get me wrong, winning a game against Mahomes is gigantic. And the defense, again, there's some hidden yardage in there. Um, Mahomes didn't play fantastic, but it's just not good enough. And you're in a position now where you're transitioning to like a new era of this team Mm -hmm. and everything has to be viewed through the lens of, is this helping us get to a Super Bowl again? And I don't see how you can say yes about Joe Barry at this point. Yeah. Cause this year, I think everyone, the coaching, everyone knew this is a learning year. This is a, a year to figure out where everybody stands I think it's safe to say with the talent they have on both sides of the ball, the quarterback that they feel like they have right now, if you want to say your quote unquote Super Bowl window opens next year, yeah. I think that's I think that's fair to say. I'm not saying that they'll compete for one, but if but if you know a Super Bowl window is they should have the opportunity each year to put it together. And compete for a Super Bowl. Does Joe Barry, like you said, give you the best chance to do that? And I don't think you can say that. Um, you know, Mina Kimes, I, I listened to a, a bit of her podcast um, from today. She was talking with Dominique Foxworth, and she just she, she sounded like she sounded like a Packer fan. Yeah, she she was she was sounded just <laughs> like we did. <laughs> Exasperated from the last five years of how are you not getting pressure on Tommy DeVito and why in the final drive of the game, are you playing with such a big cushion against Tommy DeVito? Yeah. And that last drive, it's not even that he made a bunch of like clutch plays. Those first three throws were the easiest throws I've ever seen. They were jump off throws, right? That that one where I think it was Slayton was able to get out of bounds. Mm -hmm. There wasn't even a Packers defender within five yards of him and just made that way too easy. And, you know, when you get into those two-minute drills, um, oftentimes, what do they always say, right, when you hear them, like, on the broadcast? All you need to do is get that first, first down. Right. And then things kind of get rolling from there. Mm -hmm. and. Even if they don't, like, I'll ask you, even if they don't hit that big play, right, where Keyshawn Nixon gets beat and it's right. game over, I mean, do you think that they're going to stop them from getting into field goal range? No. no. I, I don't think so. No. Yeah. I mean, he he caught the ball. I If I remember, like they said, he needed they need to get to about the 39 to be at his, um, at Bullock's. The edge long, of his like, range. Career, career range. Yeah. Right. It felt like when I looked at it, I'm trying to remember. I think he caught it like he caught the ball in stride almost at that 
mark already. And then the 10, 15 yards after that, that was it. Yeah. On top of it. Um, I like, I, I literally went into that last drive. I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe this is where it finally breaks through because Tommy DeVito is under a pressure situation. You know, he has to throw the ball. You know, he's probably not going to scramble and you can get pressure. You can get the sack. You can make it happen. And then to see them just march straight down the field, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And I think, honestly, I think it just, it goes back to a mentality about this defense, this defense. It doesn't have, like, I don't know. This is the, okay. I'm just going to say it. They don't have a, they don't have the dog in them. They no, I mean, they really don't. You know, um, this is, it's a team. It, it, I think if you want to, if you want to describe the mantra, it's that Joe Barry clip of hang tough, just hang on, just hang on for dear life. And let's, let's hold it out. And if we're winning at the end of the game, everything else doesn't matter. They don't be, create, they don't create turnovers. They don't create pressure organically. Like they just, they don't have a killer instinct to them. Yeah. And you know, for devil's advocate purposes, there are two guys that you would say are dogs that aren't playing. And that's Jair and Quay Walker. Like those mm-hmm. are two guys that are going to line up and give you shit for an entire game um, and get in the opponent's face. And they haven't been playing like to be fair, but even just like you said, I mean, you don't feel at any point during a game. And this is when like, you know, people say stats don't tell the whole story, which is why advanced stats are so helpful and all that. Mm-hmm. But the Packers could very easily end up being like a top 10 scoring defense this year. Yeah. Like yeah. the offense, like scoring is down across the league in general and all that. So they could end up being top 10 and points win games. I get it. But you like when you talk about eye test or even just like a feel of a team, you never feel at any point during a Packers game, when the defense is on the field, you never like, you don't get that feeling where it's like, okay, now we're actually going to put like, we're going to bury this team. Like we're going to break their spirit. It's going, we're going to make it so demoralizing for them to try to come back. And like you said, I mean, it's just an attitude. I I, I can't say it's an attitude issue. We're not in the building. We don't know. Like we're not, we can't question attitude, but that's what it seems like. It just seems like they aren't out there imposing their will on an offense. Even again, on a third string QB against an offensive line that can't protect, you got absolutely zero pressure all game long. And, you know, Rashawn Gary, he should, he is a dog. Like, don't get me wrong. He's, I think he's an elite rusher. I think he, but that like, that's a game yesterday. He has to have a dominant game. The, he can't yeah. have zero sacks against the backup tackle against a third string QB. And I think LaFleur said it in his press conference. I forgot like the exact term he used, but they were just running past him all game. Mm-hmm. Just giving him the easiest lane to when you're playing a bad QB, you can't give him big giant lanes to run through because he's going to fall back on it because he, he's going to panic and he's going to run. And they did that so many times yesterday. And yeah, I mean, they're just, you know, we're beating a dead horse here. We say the same stuff every week, but I just, I don't see what Joe Barry can show you the rest of this season, considering who, who they end the season with. They right. were playing fellow bad teams. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he could possibly show you to save or not only to save his job, but to encourage you enough that you think he is the answer next year. Right. And I, I want to clarify. I don't think I, I don't want to question the player's intensity or the player. Like, cause there are right. players like I love Carrington Valentine. Yes. I think that dude comes out playing with a ginormous chip on his shoulder. And I love that guy, but as a, as a group, as a mentality, there's no killer. There's no dominant instinct to it. There's no, you should not be the, the first time you give up 200 rushing yards to a team. You should say with the players that you have done, no, yeah, we're not doing that, that was, again. That was embarrassing. We're not letting that happen again. 
just out of out of pure pride and to let it happen against do we just keep tommy devito it you can't let that happen you can't let it stand it's something you know we i got to talk to um mike daniels he came on lombardi's bar uh several weeks ago and he made them at he was fired up and if you follow his twitter he says the same things day in and day out it, there are teams out there that have defenses that play at a much higher level than this team does with much less talent. You know, he saw it in Detroit back in the Matt Patricia era. He saw it in uh, Cincinnati the the year they went to the Super Bowl. Those those players weren't aren't on the same level of of guys that we have even right now. But they're right. playing so much better. Why? Because there's a killer instinct. There's just this, there's a, there's a feeling there and you don't see it. You don't if, see it here. If there is a single aspect that you could point to and absolutely say, this is why it's not working. I mean, the cupboard is full on defense. Yeah. I, I know we are going just like any fans do. We're going to tend to overrate the talent that's on our own team. But a first round pick in the NFL is a blue chip player or it should mm-hmm. be right. Mm-hmm. And you see enough flashes from this defense. That's low from these first round picks that are littered all over this defense. You have at least one at every level of the defense. You see enough flashes where you believe in the talent and you know, they can get it done. And he could, he can't be given any more and do less with it at this point. Like, yeah. I mean, they, that's- now that they're now that they're back to a again we preface this by saying we think that we think that they think he's the guy at quarterback right Mm -hmm. now that you've kind of reset this clock and now you have a young quarterback again i I mean it's it stands to reason they're going to start to load up more on offense again and so the defense might be kind of what it is talent wise for a year or two and there's a, and it should be enough talent where they're in a place to do that. Um, and I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Ted Nguyen at uh, FB underscore film analysis on Twitter. And he literally couldn't put it any more perfectly. He said, Joe Barry's defense is designed to stop QBs like Mahomes. But when he plays other quarterbacks, he plays the same type of defense and those teams are just going to run on you. Like, right. and that's, that's exactly right. what ends up happening. Like I said, they're using, they're losing these games in blueprint fashion. And anytime you've got a bad QB and a team that's going to lean on the running game, I, it, the, I mean, the Packers defense, it literally doesn't even seem like they're interested in stopping the run. Yeah. It, it, like it, it does not appear that it's important to them at all whatsoever and i know it's 2023 like the past game is what's going to win you like is what you need to stop to win games but if you don't care to stop it teams are aren't going to stop and you know the the teams like the teams like the chiefs yes they are going to throw more than they run because just like the packers did when we had an elite quarterback and the best qb in the nfl you lean on that player but these bad teams don't have that and they've got good running backs or a decent running game and that's what they're going to lean on and they don't adjust. And that's, I think that's even the biggest indictment. If you come into the game with a plan and it's not working, you change it and they just don't yeah. seem to change. Yeah. So you guys have probably noticed by now that the Packaday podcast is 365 days a year and we've now been doing this for over five years. You've probably also noticed that I haven't missed too many episodes over the years and let me tell you that isn't by mistake. The truth is before I started the podcast, I used to get sick way more often. I figured at the time that it was just happenstance, wrong place, wrong time, maybe ran into someone with the wrong germ and I got sick. What the heck was I supposed to do about it? Then I had a friend recommend to me a vitamin regimen that helped my immune system and ever since I started boosting my immune system, my instances of being sick drastically decreased. Turns out wasn't always just happenstance after all. When I was sick, I wasn't feeling focused. I felt sluggish and that led me to fall behind on my work and left me stressed out. 
Me taking vitamins helped, but then I ran into a different problem. Taking multiple vitamins every day was becoming a hassle, and I figured there had to be an easier way. That's when I started drinking AG1. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I not only continued to boost my immune system, I also had more energy and was able to replace all of my multivitamins. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. That's why I'm proud to have AG1 as a sponsor for the Packaday podcast. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season and in our family, we're gearing up to get all of our holiday shopping completed so we can have those magical moments of giving the gifts that people are going to love and we can see the joy on their faces when they open those gifts. As a father of a six and 10 year old, those moments are magical and they mean a ton to me. Now, you and your family may have different holidays or different traditions, but one thing remains the same. You get to define how you give to yourself this holiday season and this holiday season is the perfect time to do just that. You could treat yourself to a spot day. Maybe make your favorite meal for dinner, or maybe the best gift of all could be a gift of therapy. As I've talked about in the past, therapy has been a huge benefit to me in my walk in life. As much as we want to put life on cruise control and act like everything is perfect, the fact remains that life is hard and you don't have to walk that journey all by yourself. As soon as I realized that, is when my life took a turn for the better. Therapy has helped me focus, it's helped me avoid negative triggers, and it's helped me enjoy the little things in my everyday life. If you're thinking about starting therapy this holiday season, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be ultra convenient, and can be suited to your own unique schedule. In this season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash packaday. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy and the thing is is it sure that works against teams that are a little bit more one-dimensional like the chiefs like the lions who aren't running the ball very well recently but think about the three top teams in the nfc right now the 49ers the cowboys and the eagles what can they do they can run the ball and they can pass the ball so you can't just focus on on one or the other like you like if you take away Brock Purdy, great. Run CMC is going to absolutely eat you up. Yes. We saw, it, we saw it with Jimmy Garoppolo and Raheem Mostert. Like, it, it's always going to happen. The run, you have to be at least halfway decent against the run game in the NFL, or you will get destroyed. One more thing on the defensive side here before we switch to the other side. Something that's been, I think, kind of kicking around a little bit more now, especially in the last 24 hours. Um, Al Harris as a potential defensive coordinator. I don't think there's any serious. It's, it's more of just a fan thing of 
He's been he's been down in Dallas, I think, since 2020 as the DB. Secondary is good. Coach, secondary is coach. They've they've got a great. I mean, granted, they have some baller players yes. in that secondary, yeah. which definitely helps. But he's been around Mike McCarthy, a Super Bowl winning head coach, for this will be three years now, four years now. He he had a he had that mentality. He was, oh, a, yeah. I think, a seventh. I think he was a seventh round pick I think who bounced around till he finally landed with the Packers he's a Packer Hall of Famer the yeah, fans aggressive he played man he's, like he played man-to-man aggressive mm-hmm. defense he he just he feels like a guy that could come in and shake things up and I I doubt Matt LaFleur would do a move like that he feels it feels much more of a well we know he likes guys that club. he knows <laughs> right exactly I mean, um I would be yeah. all for it to be honest but I, I tweeted this out a couple of weeks ago. I would love it, but I think what's going to happen is I think Dan Quinn is going to get a head coach job somewhere again, and for for the work that he's done with their mm-hmm. defense. And I think he takes Al Harris, yeah, as his defensive coordinator. Like it just makes too much sense that yeah. that's going to happen, in my opinion. But I would sign me up for it because again, I, you know, I was against the Barry hire in general. I figured you know give it some time. I was definitely against bringing him back. Like I was, I was one of the, I was on the Evero train, like the Ajira Evero. I would have loved it. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I am a big fan of just new blood and new ideas. And yeah, so anything in that realm, Al Harris would totally fit. Um, yeah. Well, I guess we got to answer the the question about Darnell Savage too. Um, oh yeah. I I think his I think his era think in Green Bay is done. It's it's just about. It's just about yeah. done, especially with what we've seen out of um, uh, Anthony Johnson Jr. The little flashes that we've seen from him. Yeah, you can't be. I know he's, he's not making a ton of money, but I mean, like, you can't be making veteran type money like Savage does. Yeah, I mean, they, playing, they and playing the way he does. They guaranteed his contract this year, mm-hmm. um, pretty much making it a prove it deal, and right. I don't think he's proven it. And unfortunately, he was hurt. He's been hurt a few times. Yeah, but just some of the same negatives that we've seen with him for the last four years have, they're still here. And yeah. like at this point, yeah. Like, like you said, if you're going to pay him to stay, he's going to be making money that you wouldn't want the Packers to pay him in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, to the offensive side here now two well, three questions here kind of on the offensive side, but two that I think kind of really line up and address uh, some of the issues from last night, Josh scar at Josh underscore scar. Can Matt LaFleur adjust on the fly so far this year? It feels like his game, if his game plan doesn't take off from the first play, he doubles down and sticks with it, hoping it'll work itself out. Hard to see where he adjusted the game plan from last night. And uh, our good friend, uh, I, I, I'm very sorry. I spaced on his real name, but he's the Aaron Rodgers doppelganger on Twitter. <laughs> you all know who I'm talking about if you're on Twitter. I'm very sorry. Um, but he kind of puts it a little bit more pointedly. If the defense lines up in a way that ruins the chance for an end around to read, would you rather they switch to an end around to read or run an end around to read? I think we, that kind of sums up my frustration with last night. Yeah. I, we, I couldn't believe after the fifth time, it still wasn't working. We, I mean, we talked about, yeah, total team, total team loss. And this part is, the offense's part, not specifically the mm-hmm. end rounds, but just it, it didn't seem like they had a good plan. And no. I do get it. Like Jordan Love, we talked about earlier, it was very off at the beginning of the game. Like mm-hmm. he was inaccurate. He seemed rattled. He, I mean, fumble, interception, like he was bad early in the game. So maybe Matt LaFleur is like, I can't call the way I've been calling it the last couple of weeks when you've been on and like dicing teams up because you're playing terrible. So then maybe you go back to, all right, these, this under, they, they worked for like the first two. I mean, they and scored a half. the first touchdown. Off yeah. Of I mean, yeah. it looked, looked great, but you're going up against a defensive coordinator who is very good and wink mm-hmm. Martindale and he does adjust. And then once it stopped working, it never worked again. And he just kept trying and he kind of gets that stubbornness to him sometimes yes. like, if you remember like when, you know, when Aaron Rodgers was still here, um, it would seem like when they got down like 10 points, they would always try to get all 10 points back, like on the next play. 
Like, and it kind of seems like he has that kind of that mental block when that happens in a game. Like he, he, he had that challenge where it just seemed like an emotional reactionary yep. challenge. Like yep. he was standing right there on the sideline <laughs> and he threw the flag anyway. Cause he was pissed. It seemed like, so yeah, he did not have his, one of his better games. Um, and unfortunately, you know, on the last end round attempt on that two point conversion, Jaden Reed entered the concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he's probably, you know, in the building this week saying, can we just kind of chill on those for a little bit? Cause <laughs> I got creamed the last four times we tried it in the game. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm just going based off of what I see, but it off feels vibes. like it's, it feels like usually it's like twice. You see that end around, you see the end around run to him. Yeah, like twice a game. They incorporated a lot as yeah. part of you know they, they ran it out of like is, multiple formations. Yeah, but yeah, and, but yeah. After the third time where it's not, it's not working. It they they are clearly not biting on it anymore. Right, they are keying on it. Stop. He running. he was calling he was calling the game like he was coaching against Joe Barry. <laughs> Like they're never going to catch on to this. Like it's going to work every time. And no, like it they, worked six times in practice. I don't know. Why yeah, it's not yeah. We we scored on it every time during the week. It's, what what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I'm not a fan of all like, and uh, you know, to kind of go back to what I said about, it kind of seems like he gets reactionary. The, the giants did that flea flicker. And then on the next drive, he's like, what if we did a double reverse flea flicker? And it was terrible. Like you can't, like you shouldn't have to go that deep into your bag against that team. Right. Like that's a bad team that you're playing and you have been executing at a way higher level than is required to run a bunch to run seven trick plays a game. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I, I sort of said it, uh, I don't, I don't know if I said it on Twitter, if it was just to the, the drunk calls to my dad during the game. (laughs) Um, but it, it felt like a game and we've seen this so many times under Matt LaFleur where he starts calling the game scared. And I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't say that as like a derogatory thing. Right. It's just. it, it's it's like you said it's more just reactionary it's emotional that that's a better word he yeah. called a more he called it emotional game instead of okay like we know what works like this offense is designed to be methodical to find your weaknesses to read one or two things bam 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 that's where we go it doesn't matter who's catching the ball it doesn't matter what's like if this is the coverage this is what you do it's it's reactionary it's not emotional and each it, it felt like right off the bat with that um the the cha- the terrible challenge call and then it it just i don't know if we were catching um i i don't know if we were just catching bad shots of him on the sidelines but it seemed like he was abnormally like upset about Jordan Love missing plays or guys making mistakes like him, him throwing that, that kind of like little fit when Patrick Taylor didn't run out of bounds, which, he, which I what is his problem? Totally. totally, totally <laughs> Two games wrong. in a row. He made the absolute wrong decision. I get that, but you had timeouts. Yeah. You had timeouts and it wasn't like it was the last play. Like you, I think there was still like 19, seconds or something and he came over and threw an absolute fit and i'm like that's that just seems really odd for me to see that from matt to his own players like that i i don't know i don't know what that that was about and it yeah just it felt like he overall an emotional game he let he let the defense wink martindale get into his head he started overthinking things he i i I kind of push back on what Josh says in the question is 
I don't think it was a matter of his game plan wasn't working. It felt like he just didn't have a game plan. It felt like he was just kind of like, if you have like a bag of plays, he just reaches in, grabs it, and chucks it on the wall, see if it sticks. Yeah, like, it, that, it, like that's what it felt like. And again, part of it, it all this stuff connects, right? I mean, they clearly were not executing early. Like, mm-hmm. Love was very inaccurate. He was erratic. So he probably, you know, was calling, you know, we're going to, you know, slow things down a little bit and, you know, make things a little simpler. But again, I mean, no excuse for this game for a loss, like for that performance. But I mean, they, again, their, their ascension, these, these, those previous three games, I don't think is any coincidence that directly was tied into like Christian Watson was playing his best football of the year. Sure. Like he was, I think sure. he scored a, I think he scored at least one touchdown in every single one of those games. So he is clearly a huge piece of the offense, like not only from a production standpoint, but from what he can call and what they can run with him on the field. Um, so yeah, they were, they were, you know, they were shorthanded last night, but again, we say, we say all this to say they were, they, they took a, they took the lead in a game at the end with less than two minutes and they should have walked out of there with the, with one of those, how the hell did we pull that out of our ass wins? And instead it ended up being a, how did we show up and put that performance in a loss? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, uh, that is, that is fine line. It is a it is a dangerous game. You're playing a dangerous <laughs> game when that happens. Um, so real quick with this other this last one here, Acme Army at Acme Packers Pod. Do you sleep as well as I do, knowing Samari Torre is number six on <laughs> on the depth chart? <laughs> I thought it was kind of weird that there was so much Samari Torre instead of yeah. Malik Keith until the very end. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He's a vet on this team being a second year mm-hmm. player. So maybe he knows the offense a little bit more, but I mean, you're in a dog fight at that point where you just need guys that can make plays to make them. Um, now, again, he could have been the hero. Like, you know, he had that, the, that target to him in the end zone, that love was just like a tick late on. Yeah. And I think Troy Aikman said like he had that hitch at the back of his drop mm-hmm. or if he just let it go, he probably gets it out there in front of him. But yeah, I mean, I, there, there was for my liking and what I think doesn't matter, but there was too much Toure for my liking. Um, I think if you, I think you probably see more Heath this week coming out of that game from what he showed. Like, cause we said that we said, we don't think Wicks is going to be playing, but right. Yeah. I, I mean, if Toure is your sixth receiver, like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've come a long way from last year when he was, Arguably like, what wide receiver three, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've come a long way, baby. Um, kind of wrapping up as a whole as for the, for the team here, Matt Pickett uh, famous for his two part questions um, at Matt Trumpone on Twitter. A lot of lessons for the Packers to learn from last night's performance. If you were the person in charge of delivering them, what would be your top three lessons for the Packers to learn from the game last night. And also there's a food question, which he always has to throw in here. What is a food based lesson that you had to learn the hard way? So we'll start with the Packers version. What are the three lessons the Packers should take away from that Monday night game? Uh, Number one is going to be, you are not better than any team that's left on your schedule. I mean, like, I don't care what the rosters look like. You clearly, I mean, it, it just kind of, like we said, it seemed like right there. And, and again, like we're talking about a bunch of 22 to 25 year olds on this team. I'm not surprised they were feeling themselves a little bit. You just beat the Super Bowl champs in prime time, sure. all that stuff. So sure. I don't blame them from feeling themselves a little bit. Um, but Matt LaFleur needs to go with that attitude of like, you know, you are not better than any of these teams left. You could clearly lose to any of them. Um so you need to keep that intensity that you kept those previous three weeks. Uh, my second would be you like, just do, do your job. Right. I mean, keep, keep it, keep it like, that's such an oversimplification, but I mean, I was really frustrated on, we, again, we didn't say we said love didn't have a great game, but that play that he fumbled on where mm-hmm. he tried to run it. He's like Tucker Craft's got a block on the edge. 
Yeah. Right there. Like, and he's right at the stick. So that looks like a first down to me if he just follows the blocker. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he cuts inside. I don't know why he cut that inside. It just felt like trying to do too much, like trying to make a bigger play than the one that was there. And, you know, again, like this team is a playoff team right now. Like they are in the playoffs as we sit here today. So just continue to execute the way that you did against better competition and, you know, just take it, you know, this is going to be a Mike McCarthy thing, but like just do the fundamentals at this point. I mean, like mm-hmm. you're, 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 you were playing well enough to win any game. Um, and if you put those, if you put those same types of performances together the rest of the year, you should win the rest of them too. Um, and then third, I'm going to say, Oh, we already talked about it. No more end rounds. That's it. It was fun while it lasted. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm done with the end rounds for a little bit. Like, <laughs> Like the, the Mike Mike Holmgren clip to Brett Favre. Can we cool it with the rocket balls? Yeah, and, and, and it's the, cool and it's the, the same same player every time. Like you could have right. mixed one in to at least another, like a different player at some like point. Like when I heard, I heard, I heard Joe Buck say that Kenyon Drake was in the game with Patrick Taylor, and Patrick Taylor was the running back. So I'm like, so Kenyon Drake is split out <laughs> as a wide receiver. I'm like. Like, what are we doing second, for a split second? I was like, what if they ran him on like an end around or like <laughs> had him come in motion to do some like, like, Oh, he it's the shiny new toy. Like here it goes. Like look over here. <laughs> and then food lesson that I learned the hard way. Um, no matter how hungry and desperate you are, don't eat the last Taquito on the roller at 7 <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> it's the last one for a reason, and it's not worth the the fallout from said taquito. <laughs> Buy a slim gym. Buy a yeah, slim gym. Yeah. Keep keep it to pre-packaged foods at that point. <laughs> I, I I would have been way better off with a bag of combos or something instead. Yeah. Um I I will see you you absolutely like nailed a few of the things that I I was going to say no, the number one do your job and I think to take that maybe one step further of do your job and don't worry about doing more than that yeah like the one that screamed at me was the Kashawn Nixon uh punt fumble like okay you 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 muffed the punt Okay, fine. It happens. You fall. You fell on the ball. Great. Stay down. You don't need to be a hero. You don't need. You're not going to win the game with the ten, the five extra yards that you maybe gain by getting up. Just stay down. You know. And number two, just the fundamentals. Like you need to. Every single week, it doesn't matter who like you, you're playing. The fundamentals are what's going to win you a game, especially mm-hmm. as a young team in the NFL. We didn't see fundamental blocking on a lot of players. We didn't see the fundamentals on defense playing, playing poor coverage, taking bad angles, and then go right to Jordan Love. The things that have been working the last two, three weeks, he's – He's cleaning up those little ticks, those little things that keep popping up. And this week, boy, did they come back and hit him hard. <laughs> so as a young team, half of your squad is learning to play in the NFL for the first time. Right. Basically, Don't let Monday night or that you're uh, you know, at MetLife, don't let that stuff get in your head. Stick to the fundamentals, figure that stuff out, and the rest will come naturally. And, yeah, I think number three, just always remember, it is a week-to-week, it is a week-to-week uh, league. It it does not matter what your record is coming into a game. It does not matter what you did last week. It matters what happens in the next 60 minutes. Yeah. and And I think... Hopefully games like this will serve as reminders for the, for this young squad 
moving forward and they develop that culture naturally of, Hey guys, like quit, you know, you know, don't F around. Don't take this lightly. Like we need to come and win this game. Like look at what happened to us last year. Like this can happen to anybody. Um, my food one that I learned, it's not so much that I like had like a bad experience that I learned this lesson, but it's more of my wife, um, you know, educating me is that, uh, vegetable oil and olive oil are not the same thing especially <laughs> when it comes to baking. They oh, are they are not interchangeable and God help you if you use the wrong one. Yeah, it did. They, they are not interchangeable. <laughs> no, I literally like every time, even, even nowadays, if I'm baking something and the recipe calls for, for vegetable oil or, or oil of any kind, just to double check, I hold up, like we have like one, we have like two olive bottles and I just like hold them both up to her, like, and just look. And she's like that one. Okay, good, good. I want to just, cause like what the first time you try to make like brownies or cupcakes with olive oil, that is a lesson you will, you will never <laughs> repeat. Um, to wrap up here, Monty, I think just one question. It's a real simple one. Dork Packers fan at Dork Packers fan. He just has one question and it was the Jim Mora playoffs gif. Does this team make the playoffs? I think so. I think they still make it. Um, I, they're in a good position. Unfortunately, I, I had picked, I think this next game against Tampa is the toughest one left in my opinion. Yeah, because they're fighting for their playoff lives also. Um, so you, you really needed that game against the Giants to kind of give yourself a little bit of a cushion. You no longer have said cushion. Mm-hmm. Um, I do still expect them to make it. Um, I, I'm still standing firm on my on my stance of I don't care what seed they are. I don't even care. I don't care if they're if they get in and lose their first playoff game. Just making it for a team this young is so big. The only yeah. way I'm going to be upset about a loss is if they get in and just get absolutely dog walked and lose by four <laughs> scores or something. But yeah, like just, just making it to me is a massive success this year when you consider how this team is built and the injuries they've had. So I, I am going to say, yes, I, I still think they make it. I think they get, I don't know if I can say they're going to get 10 wins, um, mm-hmm. but I feel pretty confident they're going to get nine. And I think that's going to be good enough to get in. Yeah, I agree. I um, I, I have a feeling like I'm looking. I've, I'm spending way too much time on the New York Times. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, simulation yep. machine. Um, it's addicting. I even, I even threw them a buck for a subscription because I'm like, I know I'm going to be on here for the next several weeks. So like, here's here's my dollar. Take my dollar, and I'll see it. I'll see you at the end of January. Right. Uh, but you know, it's yeah, like they this is a winnable schedule. And I think hopefully this game, while it, you know, a win would have provided that cushion, I think hopefully provides a little bit of that wake up call that hopefully they needed the next four weeks to say, tighten up boys. Like you have four weeks to figure this out and you can be playing a playoff game. If you play your cards, right. Yeah. You can, you can make this happen. It can happen guys. And so yeah, I think it's gonna I have a feeling it's gonna come down to the very last week of the season. It's gonna be almost a repeat of last year where they have to go up against a division opponent at home last week of the season, win and you're in against and against a division opponent that will have nothing to play for. And against one that of, you against one you better not lose to. And a, a, a team <laughs> you better not lose to and especially at home. Only only wants to beat you and ruin your season. Yeah. So I have a feeling we're going to end up exact same thing. The lions wanted to do last year. Yeah. 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 Uh, Anyway, that I think will wrap us up. Thank you everyone that wrote in the questions. It was great to break that down. Kind of helped us focus, focus that, uh, that raw rage that Monty and I were feeling coming (laughs) off of coming off. Thank thank you for the vent session with us tonight. (laughs) Uh, Monty, if people want to follow you out on the socials, where can they do it? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Ferd Turgeson, F-E-R-D underscore T-U-R-G-E-S-O-N. And you can also find me on the Friday edition of the Packet A podcast, uh, normally joined by both Nathan Marzian and Shannon Quinn. 
Yeah. And occasionally I make the rare appearance uh, <laughs> as well, filling in for Mont. I think I've filled in for Shannon. Shannon you filled- and- Nathan. Nathan. I don't think I've yeah. for you yet. Not yet. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm the Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> the Cal Ripken of, yeah. uh, of Packaday Podcast. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DK all the way. Anything that i am got going on or doing is, is there. It's the best way to find me. And, of course, make sure you're following the show on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. Uh, follow the, the show wherever you find your podcast. Share it with a friend. Like, subscribe give a rating, a review. It tremendously helps the show. And of course, check out the YouTube side as well. Andy puts in a ton of work in that every single day. So uh, make sure you're checking all of that out. Um, but Monty, until the next time somebody has a, a Bucks game to go to or, <laughs> or a radio show to, to handle, <laughs> it was good to talk to you, buddy. You too. Um, and as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done